1: You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is And you will receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code 5. That's the word 5 five f i v e they also have re-up and referral bonuses as well follow my lead and open an account with bet us you bet you win you get paid bet us let me tell you about underdog fantasy underdog fantasy is the best and easiest way to play fantasy football this season just draft no need to worry about waivers lineups or injuries underdog fantasy handles it all for you go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app Draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. You can even bring over your home league over to underdogfantasy.com. You get $25 upon sign-up, so you can take a free shot at a million-dollar grand prize for their fantasy football tournament. Again, you get $25 free in bonus cash when you use the code 5RSN to sign up. It has never been easier to take a shot at a million-dollar prize in their best ball mania tournament. Go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or Google Play Store, use the promo code 5RSN, and get $25 in bonus cash. Sign up today. Ubrake Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and remanufacturing company with over 20 years of experience. They specialize in complete wheel repair, repairing wheels from curb rash, bends, and cracks. They also specialize in refinishing from polishing, machining, and custom colors that will suit your car's needs. Lastly, U-Brake Wheel Fix offers a full array of factory and custom wheel and tire applications. Contact them at 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112 or at You break wheel fix on all social platforms. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7. Walk in, call in, click in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at sfagentpeters.com. Or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com.
0: Welcome to
2: 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
1: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of 3 Yards Per Carry. This is going to be an interesting one, by the way, because... We're supposed to be previewing the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think I'm going to do too much of that. Maybe we do a couple of minutes on it, on Matt Ryan and Jamal Anderson and Andre Risen and Jerry Glanville and the Atlanta Falcons. But before we get into it, uh, we don't have Simon Clancy. He's dealing with another issue. He wasn't able to make it for this show. He'll be back soon. I do have Chris Kaufman. Before we get into a lot of things that we have to get into here, Okay, this show is always brought to you by Manscaped. That's promo code 5RSN. Get 20% off your entire order. Chris, uh, I don't know if you've been, well, we kind of talked about it before on the air, but I want to talk about something else in a little bit. But first, we got to get into this because it's the the elephant in the room. John McClane and Mark Berman. Uh, two people very well connected with the Houston Texans are reporting oh, excuse that me.
2: <laughs> are reporting. I that. What? I said sorry about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are reporting that a deal for Deshaun Watson is not only likely to happen or not all those wor- those words that, that keep getting reported all off season. No, now they're saying it's imminent. As mm. in it's happening, as in they're working on it as in sooner rather than later, we do know that the deadline is November 2nd. But they're essentially reporting it's going to happen. They're working on it. And that there are other moving parts to the deal to try to make the deal happen. We can speculate on what that is. Uh, Your thoughts on this?
2: Well, if we sound uh, somber um... Mm at... You know, just because I, I think we might have frightened uh, our listeners, we're not somber because like Simon is about to die or anything. We're somber because of uh, because He's, the Dolphins are having yeah are having a bad season and uh, and and now they're about to uh, um uh you know acquire potentially about to acquire <laughs> an alleged an alleged uh sexual uh yeah well whatever whatever he is um whatever he is he's he's done some bad things um yeah i'm a bit somber about that uh it it does sound eh. i mean i'm hearing it from my people too like you know it's it's and so so, am i yeah um i think it's i think honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna be fair i'm gonna be honest about I, i think it's absolute horseshit absolute horseshit I am I'm am, you know there's there's nothing there's nothing positive about this for me I'm just I'm beside myself with rage so um that's that's about where I am right now I don't like this I don't like this on so many levels I don't like this because I think that um I think the the level of absurdity uh, of you know where they are uh con- conclusion wise on to a loa is just through the roof as far as how i don't think i've ever seen i've been a dolphin fan for a long time we've been dolphin fans for a long time we've seen some mm-hmm. shit that'll turn our hair white right um i've you know, seen stupidity dolphin, before yeah be, this is being dolphins fan this long this is on yeah. a
1: scale i can't rem- uh, you know what this reminds me of and and i'm not i'm you know, sorry to interrupt you but this reminds me of, uh, and I'll give you an analogy. Let's say in one of my businesses starts underperforming, okay? And all of a sudden, I can't I can't make my nut for the month, right? I got car payments. I got house payments. I got uh, credit cards I got to pay. And then I decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take what little money I have left in my bank account. I'm going to go to the local casino. And if I put
2: it on red and I win, mm-hmm. I can better all yeah, these put it on off. put it on a put it on a number, <laughs> like don't even put it, it hit, on bread. Just put it on put it on like put it on thirteen,
1: right? And if it hits, it sounds like a great idea, right? Right, Chris? Like mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. Uh, I got uh, you know I got to make I got to make all these payments, but I don't have the money. But if I hit this bet, oh, I do have if. the money. I might even have some left over, right? Sounds great to me, right? Let's 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 go. I'll pick you up in fifteen minutes. Let's go to the Hard Rock and let's go. It's it's you know it's also fitting that the casino down here is called the Hard Rock Seminole Casino mm-hmm. and they play at the Hard Rock Stadium. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go to let's go to Hard Rock and let's just go let's just bet it, you know. Let's just bet everything we have in the in the in in our coffers and it's, hey, maybe we get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what well, a way to maybe. run a franchise.
2: Also also maybe Deshaun Watson gets lucky and he doesn't go to jail. <laughs> right, you know. It, you know, so yeah. <laughs> um you know i there's there's so much more to this there's so much more to this though um because we're talking about you know this isn't he said she said this is he said they all said this whole room full of people said um Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's literally something like 25 to 30 plus women i mean not all of them have brought suit uh whether criminal or or civil um but it it is, it is a lot of women corroborating the same thing. I wonder if the dolphins, if the dolphins had, you know, and well, first off, if they had any, um, if they were respectable in the least, they wouldn't be doing this. But um, if they, if they had any sense of like, you know, propriety, they would at least, you know, start sending memos out to female trainers associated with the team. And female masseuses um, that that might work with players saying, please stay away from this guy, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're basically releasing a sexual predator into their midst and um, and they have to own that. So um, so I think that that's, you know, that's that's certainly one aspect of this. It's going to be a PR disaster because the moment I mean, trust me, they're there are people, there are forces that have been lying in wait for the moment that this was going to happen, that this does end up happening as far as like protesting and, you know, and, and really making big noise, um, you know, and, and I think it would be so like the dolphins just think, well, because they're quiet, they're not, they're going to stay quiet. No, no, no. Right now, nothing has happened. He's, he's not, he's. What what's happened is almost proper. Like he's he's not playing for the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans are trying to trade him, like they're trying to get rid of him. And so you know the what's happened so far. To be fair, they're
1: paying him ten million dollars to stay away. True,
2: but but yeah, but I mean, and they don't have much of a choice in that. So so I mean, like the people that. The people that are going to be up in arms, or that that would be, you know, women's groups and such that are that would naturally be up in arms about the Deshaun Watson story, you know, they're kind of mollified by the fact that you know the Texans aren't playing the guy. They've had, you know they're having the guy stay away. They're um, they're they have to pay him. There's there's no no real choice in the matter. But the moment some other entity like the Dolphins actively acquires the man with the intention of playing him and with the intention of him being the franchise quarterback, all hell is going to break loose from a PR standpoint. You were going to have protests. You, you might literally have protests in the streets across the, uh, you know, on ne- next to the Miami dolphins headquarters. You're going to have women's groups up in arms about this. You're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of people writing a lot of really nasty things, and it will be deserved. Um, and I think that uh, I <laughs> they're they're welcoming this if they if they go ahead and do it. I think it is it is monstrously stupid on so many levels from a PR standpoint, from a moral standpoint, ethical standpoint. Um, it's also not that smart. Not as smart as people think from a football standpoint, because mm-hmm. the the amount of resources that they're going to have to to dish out to get the guy, um, you're not fixing anything. Okay, like we've talked about this in the last podcast, Tua to Deshaun Watson in that in that last game that we just played doesn't win the game. You know, Tua had a genuinely good now. Tua's not going to play that way every game, and Deshaun Watson might um might you know keep that level of uh of output more consistent but i mean like the things that let us down in the game i mean keep let's keep in mind deshaun watson just won four games the other year right mm-hmm. that was that deshaun was what the watson, record was he is not he is not this magic pill you know deshaun that just, the, last gets year. you 10 wins the Wa- deshaun
1: watson last year i did a i wrote something about you know and i was breaking down obviously you know he wasn't available back then, you know. If he were available, available back then, we didn't know anything about, you know, his his improprieties or all the lawsuits or accusations. Mm-hmm. I wrote a thing where I I named him the third best quarterback in the NFL. He had last year as good a season as you can have as a quarterback. Yeah, and his team lost twelve games. Not his fault. They had the worst run game and the worst defense in the NFL. But he was dragging them, you know, to the brink of victory where it would get snatched by another part of that team. Sound familiar?
2: Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, and, and, and now we won't have any resources to actually address these issues on the offensive line, you know, address the issues. I mean, we're going to have to have a whole, I said it on the last episode, the way this is going defensively, we're going to have a whole swap out to do, of the strength of the defense, which is the corners, which is the two corners, Xavier and Howard, Byron Jones. I would bet on neither of them not being Dolphins much longer, you know? Um, and and so, I, you know, you, you need resources to deal with that. You need resources to deal with the offensive line. You're going to have a whole swap out at the wide receiver unit because you cannot – you cannot they – have, they, they have to have seen by now. You cannot count on Will Fuller and Devontae Parker to carry this team – um, as wide receivers, when they can't stay healthy, now Will and they Fuller can't, that's, they can't stay uh, on the field.
1: Um, will Fuller, that's been proven. Like that's a that's well, a yeah. scientific fact. At this, but point, I mean, Defonte okay? Parker
2: keeps coming out of the games too.
1: Yeah, although I will say this, there there has to be a reason why it always keeps getting leaked. I can play. I could have played. I wanted to play, and it keeps getting leaked from Parker's people or Parker mm-hmm. himself telling media people. And it's happening once again. Remember, he was on the field that Friday in London working with the team. And all of a sudden, he's inactive for the game. That could be the head yeah, coach. I
2: mean, <laughs> that could be positioning by him. You know, you always want to be seen as a tough guy. I mean, who knows? The bottom line is the guy, the guy's off the field a bunch. The guy is mm-hmm. always hurting himself. The guy's always got, you know, a, a pulled hammy or something like that. Um, and, and uh, the Dolphins at this point know that they need they need a, a total reset building around Jalen Waddle and that wide receiving unit um, because, you know, Albert Wilson ain't it. That's for sure. You know, they traded they <laughs> traded Jakeem Grant, Will Fuller's out, um, you know, uh, and De- Devonte Parker. They can't keep they can't keep trying to uh, rely on him. And Preston Williams, they can't keep relying. I mean, he's he's kind of proven he's kind of playing his way out, or I guess not playing his way out, um, as well. And and so we're getting an entire reset in the wide receiver unit. And we're probably heading for a reset in the corner unit. I believe that's my personal opinion. Um, and we're definitely heading for a reset in the offensive line unit and a reset in the running backs unit. And um, and and no resources to do it because you went. And threw them all on Deshaun Watson when Tua Tungavailoa, you know, ten basically 10 games into his – he's played a little over 10 games. That's what he's done. A uh, mm-hmm. little over 10 games into his career um, has been decent, improving, um, and, you know, good in the fourth quarter, good in the first quarter, uh, learning, learning his way around NFL language and, you know, the offenses and defenses and um, – And and so, but you ditched him, you ditched him because evidently Deshaun Watson is like five first round picks better. And I don't buy that, you know? And so from a football standpoint, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. Um, And then from a moral ethical PR standpoint, it's going to be, it's going to be a flipping disaster. I mean, they basically deserve what's coming to them um, if they go ahead and make this move. I mean, they deserve every bit of it.
1: Absolutely. And um, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, I made it I made a tweet and I do this every single year because it seems to seems to rear its ugly head, especially in times of adversity for a football team and and for any really professional endeavor. Okay, and Brian Flores kind of spoke about it uh, today when he spoke to the media, he said he was perfectly equipped to handle adversity because of what he's experienced in his life. I'm sorry, Brian, it doesn't work that way. Just because mm-hmm. you've overcome things in your personal life, it has nothing to do with your professional life. Okay. That means that you could, uh, you could overcome things in your personal life and mm-hmm. you can hand, you're, you're, you're probably a great father,
2: great husband. Well, he's, he's had definitely a lot of personal life um, adversity and, you know, he but deserves everybody credit for that. But that's not professional.
1: That's not professional and that has nothing to do with, with overcoming professional adversity. And I said the other day and it got some traction on Twitter. Because, you know, it's, you know, the wordplay is kind of interesting, right? Which is never, in no other walk of life is, do you do, do you hire people based on the, the proximity of people to other successful people? I never understood that in the NFL, but it seems to be like the way of life. And if you look at the successful head coaches, it usually never works that way. And people want to say, well, Andy Reid was with with Holmgren. He was Holmgren's uh, offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. It's different. That's really different. If you want to blame somebody from that tree, you're talking about Mariucci, you're talking talking about John Gruden. Those are the ones that were standing next to the successful guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Brian Flores, I'm sorry, he's another one of those guys. He stood next to Bill Belichick for 15, 18 years, and he parlayed it into a job. He had the D.C. job for one year. Is that enough? I don't know, but it's it's showing itself that, you know, when he said today that he was perfectly equipped, equipped to handle this type of adversity, no, he hasn't. The the Patriots have never faced have not faced adversity for twenty years. They're facing adversity now. Now let's see how Belichick handles this two and four team that has a lot of warts. Have yeah. they faced any adversity the last twenty years that Brian Flores can actually draw on some of that experience? No, he no he has not. Really, yeah, you know, and you don't believe me. The the biggest adversity they faced in the last twenty years was that they went eleven and five without Tom Brady. That's you know that's their adversity. Like I don't get it, and it seems like that's the way of life, and they've done it again, and I think it's come back to to haunt them this season. I don't know what you think about that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I've I think I've made clear what I think about it. Um, yeah, I mean, so. I wasn't ready to I wasn't ready to ditch on um, on Brian Flores you know yet I'll be honest um, I think he can be a good coach I think he's 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 reaping what he sowed um, a little bit with respect to the coaching turnover and people that don't really for whatever reason don't want to work for him um, or the people you know he doesn't want working for him. And I think he's reaping a little bit of that. And um, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, um, it is what it is. It, it doesn't mean it couldn't get ironed out. Ironed out. It could, you know, just to see. You know, we talked about this. Is he going to get fired midseason? No, I don't think he is. Um, you know, I, I think that Steve Ross has to be very cognizant here about his own reputation and his own ability to hire somebody um, because, you know, you fire mid season firings look bad um, to prospective coaches that might want to coach mm. here. You know, Joe Brady's not going to want to come here. He's a, he's a Dolphins fan for fuck's sake and he doesn't <laughs> want anything to do with the Dolphins, Um you know, and, and so I think that, um yeah, he has to be cognizant of that. This is a guy that, you know, had been, getting, getting praised publicly and consistently and frequently by everybody in his first two years coaching. And now he's not even halfway through his third year. And it's like, oh, he's going to get, he's going to get canned, you know, seven games into the season or whatever. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Chris Greer is going to get canned um, in an untimely manner uh, that way either. Because you have to be cognizant about what you look like as an owner. You also have to be – I mean, this is just a fact of the, uh, of life here. Um, you know, th- this is – Chris Greer is one of the first black general managers ever in the NFL. You know, he's, there have not been that many. And uh, Brian Floor is one of the only, you know, active black head coaches in the league and uh it looks it looks a certain kind of way when you're just when they they both go from being media darlings and everybody talking about what they've done building this thing and then like you know six games later you're firing them i mean it's 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 a bad look and they have to be cognizant about that they have to be aware of that um then again awareness is not their strong point so um yeah, I, I don't think they're getting fired or anything like that. I think that there is still meat on the bone with Brian Flores. I even think there's still meat on the bone with Chris Greer. I just don't think he belongs anywhere near offensive line decisions. Um but this thing with Deshaun Watson, I mean, this is this is gonna set this is gonna be a big setback. Um, you know, from a public perception standpoint. It's hard to say if it's gonna be a setback from a winning football standpoint i think there's a chance um that it will be but you know because let's face it you know it's not as if deshaun watson is this has this big strong frame either mm-hmm. uh intensive line and take these hits um it's not as if I'm, deshaun watson's been through some injuries boy <laughs> he's he's you know going back going back for clemson and, and the pros like motherfucker's been through some injuries too um and and he takes some hits and you know his first couple of years in the league he was like one of the most hit quarterbacks in in football um he's got a history of holding the ball too long just trying to make things happen exactly what tua does it mm-hmm. gets him in trouble and behind this offensive line that's you know you're going to get murdered for that um so i mean you know the Sort sort of the divine justice of this would be sending all those picks for Deshaun Watson, and then um, and then the dude's you know season keeps get ended keeps getting ended. And uh, you know what's going to happen is what's going to happen has nothing to do with whether we want it to or whether we're bitter or whether any anything like that. I'm just saying that that's that's a fair possibility in this case. And um, and then you know Tua goes somewhere else and. You know, God only knows if he actually starts coming along, and if he does, you know, it's going to look like we we belong belong in the discussion as one of the mo- the biggest joke franchises in um, in the NFL.
1: Yeah, which is a, f- a far cry from w- where they used to be. Okay, uh, when better people ran this this franchise. One thing mm-hmm. I will say is this: uh, Omar Omar Kelly had an interesting back and forth with with Orlando al on one of the shows. I think he does a show with him every two or three times a week. And they talk to the team. And if if anybody's been following Orlando al he's he's kind of all in with with Greer. He likes likes these guys. He likes Tua. He likes a lot of the guys that they've drafted, except, you know, the obvious ones. And Omar Kelly uh, told him, because when he was asking, because he's kind of a little bit, kind of down on what Brian Flores has done this year. And I agree with him. Omar Kelly said that Stephen Ross made a decision a couple of years ago that he was going to start stepping away from, from all his businesses, which is as a real estate developer in New York, and was going to concentrate more on the Miami Dolphins. And he was going to start sitting in on meetings. He had already mm-hmm. divorced himself from, from a couple of boards that he was sitting mm-hmm. on, that and he stopped traveling so much to New, to New York started being down here more full-time. And when he hired Brian Flores and gave Chris Greer the job, he said, look, now you're going to have a participating owner. Like, I'm going to sit in on meetings. I want to read the draft reports. I want you guys to teach me what we're doing. He knows where all the bodies are buried, Chris. Do you think that it's possible that he's the one who's putting the finger on the scale here for Deshaun Watson and maybe – I don't know. With the blessing of the of the the two guys that are essentially under him now, do you think that he's the one who's who's pushing for this? Or do you think that this is something that Greer and Flores are cooking up because the way that they've treated Tua the last two years suggests to me that who are his backers? Who's who's in his corner? I can't find him.
2: Yeah. It's, it's hard to say anybody's truly in his corner. Um, And I'm not sure that anybody ever was, I think they needed a quarterback. They knew they needed a quarterback and they were going to get one. And they just went and got the highest rated one that they could get their hands on. I think that there was, um, you know, Steve Ross doesn't get a say in this uh, and he, he does not push. He really doesn't. Um, You know, so, so he wanted Justin Herbert, or he liked Justin Herbert better than Tua. Remember that Steve Ross listens to Brian or uh, to, sorry, uh, I was just about to say Ryan Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. <laughs> um, Mike Tannenbaum. Um, he, he he listens. I mean, even though he fired Tannenbaum and all, they still have a personal relationship and Tannenbaum was obviously a, a huge Herbert dude. Um, you know, he listens to Tannenbaum still and, uh, and he liked Herbert, you know, over Tua, but, you know, he doesn't push. He doesn't you know, he, he wanted them to draft Lamar Jackson before and, you know, but he didn't really push. He wanted them to, you know, that, that one draft he wanted them to trade down, acquire more picks. And they were like, you know, make Fitzpatrick. What was the message? It was Vontae Vontae. What was the name of that Vontae? No matter And Vontae Mack, no matter what. And he he basically said that in an email to, uh, I believe it was Armando. Um, You know, he, He doesn't push, but he has opinions. And I don't think his opinion was ever particularly high on Tua. Um, I'm not sure that Greer's and Flores' was ever particularly high on Tua, but it was higher than Justin Herbert. There's no mistaking this. They liked him better than Herbert. Um, I think that there were several people involved, including Steve Ross and and others within the front office that would have loved to take Joe Burrow. Um, but there that was not gonna ever be in the cards.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so I don't know that don't Tua the, ever the,
1: don't forget the, the the failed courtship of Peyton Manning, where Peyton Manning gets on a in in, a, in his car, goes down to dolphin camp expecting to hear a pitch, and there was no pitch. The pitch was about hey, what do you think about you know this or that or but it wasn't yeah. about playing quarterback and yeah. essentially pretty turned off by it. So, well,
2: I mean, but I, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I don't think Tua ever had big backers to begin with. And mm-hmm. that's, this is what happens when he, when that, that is true, that they basically are just making a position decision, like, Hey, we're just going to get the best rated quarterback that we can get. um, And, and the, so that's what they did. And, uh, and so now, you know, Tua finds himself without anybody having pounded the table for the guy. And, um, and then, you know, he's he's finding himself out uh, out of a job here, uh, potentially. I mean, again, we're all like we're going we're doom and gloom and we're all we're, we're getting pissed off the Dolphins they haven't even done anything yet. Mm. Um, but I mean, like so. But anyway, uh, that that's I think the recipe is is there never was. There never was a huge backer, a huge tour backer. I think it was it was just a best of what's available thing for all of them. And that's why um, that's why we've got this situation. Do I believe that Steve Ross is out there putting his thumb on the scale and saying you need to go get this guy, Deshaun Watson? No, I do not, because I mean you know you could say that it makes sense and you could say you know ah steve ross would totally do that except except he totally wouldn't you know and he doesn't have that history there have been well documented fairly well documented um instances where he has disagreed with what they're doing um where he has called in a question he's you know called him up like are you really sure you want to do this like you know that that sort mm-hmm. of thing and they have gone and done their thing anyway. And he is and he has gone o- around and said, you know, listen, I don't, I don't insist. I don't, you know, this is not this is not the kind of owner I am. I don't do that. Um, just because he's overseeing doesn't mean that he's insisting, doesn't mean that he's you know putting his thumb on the scale. Um, I don't think yeah. that he, yeah, he's not, not his Jones. MO. Yeah, he's not Jerry Jones. not. Well, like I mean the, Jerry Jones is is explicitly the general manager, right?
1: Uh well technically he uh his son is the general oh, he's right. the general okay. manager, but he okay. tells uh and he has a few other underlings that have titles yeah. there, you know, have nice
2: looking titles. He's like and the general have nice officer <laughs> He's like the general manager regent regent. Um but like yeah, I think yeah. But I he think, says that yeah, like, Jerry Jones I don't said, think Steve uh, Ross does this though. I don't think yeah, Steve when Ross they took, does that.
1: Yeah, when they took uh Van Der Esch, uh, Jerry Jones said that there was a big debate in mm-hmm. the in their draft room. Like, no, nah, we like this guy, we like that guy. I don't know. And Jerry Jones says, you know what? I'll break the tie for you. I want
2: Van Der Esch. Send in the card. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that <laughs> seems like Jerry Jones, right? Um, yeah, and I think but I don't think Steve Ross does anything like that, and um, and I don't think I don't think not either Brian Flores or Chris Greer would even accept it if, um, if he d- tried to do it. And so this is, this is originating from them. Let's not get it twisted. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I've, I've heard that Brian Flores was a fan of this idea a while ago, you know, a long time ago. I, I thought that that had cooled right on the eve of the season because they you know, they're kind of focused on what they have and what they had was to And um. But I think that uh, I think this is getting rekindled because of the way that they've, you know, they've started the season and desperate people take desperate measures. And uh, sometimes those desperate measures don't even make a whole lot of sense. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the situation that we're facing. Don't blame this on what I'm just saying is don't blame this on Steve Ross. Cause I don't think that, no, I, I think that's too easy. I think it's too easy. We, we, we do that. And you know, there's there's never really been a lot of corroboration to say that Steve Ross um, pushes things on anybody or even that the things that he would have pushed if he were inclined to do that were bad ideas. Because, mm-hmm. like, right now, we'd have Lamar Jackson at quarterback or something. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, okay. Or right now, we'd have Justin Herbert at quarterback, you know. And and, and a lot of people, you know, as much as I still like to, uh, um, you know, we'd be, we'd, we'd frankly feel better about ourselves if we had Justin Herbert at quarterback right now. Um, so yeah, don't blame Steve Ross for this, for, for this particular, you know, deal.
1: Yeah. Aaron Wilson also is saying that, yeah, they're working to send him to the Miami Dolphins and they want it done. Absolutely. If they could get it done this week, they want it done this week, but, um, they want, to get it done before the deadline for sure and they said that there, uh, he's saying that there's another team's potential involvement in another trade not involving the sean watson in this situation uh, mm-hmm. i've heard the same thing i won't say what it is uh because it involves players that are playing right now
2: well i mean but, you know for what it's worth ben albright is saying that denver is denver and washington are now are now kind of um rumored for to be in onto a um, and I, I had personally heard New Orleans uh, was a silent player in this. Um, yeah. And I had heard that it's for a first-round pick, and that's the asking price.
1: Uh, uh, I guess teams will oh, dance and, around that.
2: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. First-round you know, pick's got to be the asking price, correct.
1: Yeah, The, the that's the asking price, and I, I will guess uh, whoever makes the deal better mm-hmm. because obviously that first-round pick is not coming back here. Yeah. <laughs> That first round pick is, is leaving. It's passing through here and then being rerouted toward Houston. Man, really? <laughs> okay. So it's not like, hey man, you know, are you sure we're getting Deshaun Watson and a first round pick? Maybe this is a good deal. No, it's not. It's, it's, that's just not the way it works. We're we're building up assets to hand them over. Okay. And yeah, Aaron Wilson is now is now. Uh, it's a tweet storm at this point. <laughs> okay. So, you know,
2: Lance, Lance Zierlein Zierlein has just said that I have a feeling Denver may be getting a new QB in the mail before long. And so, so, I mean, this is, this is really, the way this is shaping up is sort of a three-team thing Um, with Tua going to Denver. I'd prefer him, frankly, being out of the conference, but. um.
1: Yeah. You know why? He's a winner and he's a winner playing for, a pretty large collection we'll find
2: out i guess and we'll we'll have (laughs) to find out from afar just like you know we find out whether other guys you know we find out from afar whether uh patrick mahomes or kyler murray are any good or you know or whether um a josh allen is any good you know So sort of well i mean not just speaking from personal experience guys that i'm you know was kind of really really on to um and now we're, now we're going to find out from afar whether Tua is actually and maybe he's not. I mean, we, we don't know that. Um, by any means. But this Deshaun Watson thing, um, what we do know is it's going to come with a shit ton of controversy.
1: Absolutely. Now, is he is he is he a spectacular
2: talent? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's young. And he's yeah. young. And, and, I mean, yeah, and he's young. he's in yeah, his prime. Like, he
1: checks- he checks every single box you could want, except the yep. <laughs> one pretty big one,
2: right? And you know, what, and, and you know, I mean, well, okay, let's all right, let's sit on the other side of the fence. We have shat all over this, right? We have absolutely mm. just explosive Chinese firecracker shits all over this, um, all over this trade. Um, what's the good? Like, let's 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 go into. I mean, let's let's do some positives. You know, uh, aside from. Aside from the, you know, the, the, the positive of uh, acquiring a guy accused of um, sexual assault by uh, dozens of women.
0: On um, that front, by
1: the way, uh, the, um, and like this would be a hell of a thing because I believe that this is illegal. If you know, if you know what a grand jury is deciding before they decided it, but the grand jury has met this month, according to Jacine Anderson. Okay, mm. and that um, Watson's people have. Of brought forward evidence which is very rare uh you know and i have legal people in my dms constantly telling me oh, that's a that's a really good sign that they're going to get all those cases thrown out the the ones that they said they were going to get thrown out which is 14 that leaves eight mm-hmm. okay eight is still more than zero it's more than seven six five four three two or one <laughs> you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. So we shall see if if Ross got information on this because there's I don't see how I mean that's
2: quite illegal,
1: (laughs) exactly. But you know, the only way and look, you know, this is not against
2: NFL rules. This is against like U.S. Justice Department (laughs) rules. (laughs) Yeah, like
1: you know, like what Ross has a source inside of the grand jury. Like that would be something, you know. By the way, my wife, my wife was in a grand jury once. And she handled all kinds of like really sensitive cases, and she was warned like you leak stuff here
0: because mm-hmm. you know she
1: was handling some uh, drug cases, and uh-huh. you know, and I'm not talking about you know some guy sold a, a dime bag in the corner. I'm talking about like traffickers, you know, mm-hmm. you know millions and millions of dollars in seizures. And my wife was told many, many, many a time, you leak to the media, you leak to anybody, you leak to defense counsel. You could be sharing a jail cell with with the people that you're indicting. You know what I mean? All right. So I don't know. I would have to have some type of inside information to make this deal. But let's face
2: it. Miami is going to get pick protection on this, right? I mean, this, this is, I've never, I've never doubted insanity. I've never doubted that. I've never doubted that they're going to, that they're going to do pick protection on what they give for Deshaun Watson, if this is happening. Um, You know so let's be again taking the positive angles here let's be let's be honest about that people are like oh they're going to give five first round trip picks or five big assets for a guy who might not ever even play or something no i don't think that's really going to happen um i think that if he doesn't end up playing then what they'll have given will have will be kind of modest you know the price basically the price of a lottery ticket um an expensive lottery ticket but you know because because it's not going to be like a seventh round pick or something but um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I think that if, if he does not ever play for the dolphins and if things shit really hits the fan that way, um, what they will have end up paid, I suspect like maybe a net second round pick, or maybe a net of a low first round pick or something like that, just for the price of admission to even get talking, um, but you know, so it's not going to be it's not going to be exorbitant. Um, so that's one positive. The other positive, obviously, this is due. This is like what twenty six years old. He's um, he is he was when he played. He was an elite level quarterback. Um, not you know don't, not using the term lightly. Um, and uh, and so you know, yeah, you would you would have some if if somebody in that organization can start making competent decisions about the offensive line. I mean, even even just competent ones, um, then you, you'd, you'd probably be pretty bullish on what this can mean for the team overall, mm-hmm. uh, from a winning standpoint. I think that's the you know that's the goal here. And Steve Ross is also depends is on what old. they get back. I was he, he, I was well, told specifically. They tried, but there's no way. There's no way they're getting Laramie Tunsel back in this. I'm sorry. They're I was just told not. that was one way. That and I was told, told that, that, too. Yeah,
1: I was told that, too, man. I was told <laughs> that if he's in the deal, that that deal would be done. Like, that's something yeah. that they will get hot after. Okay. Well, I was told. By the way, Laramie Tunsil is on IR right now. He's yeah. on injury reserve with a broken thumb, which is not something that an offensive but lineman is you're, you're you
2: are for. allowed to trade for guys on IR now. It's, it's, yeah. It was a rule change that happened a couple of years back that I didn't realize it happened. But, um, but I mean, if I was told that Laramie Tunsil – Laramie Tunsil was uh, an asset that would get the Dolphins to take off their pick protections. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so if they you know, are sending this big package of, of picks for, um, for Deshaun Watson – Uh, but they're insisting on pick protections to where if Watson, if the legal situation, everything goes tits up with, uh, with Washington or with Watson, then, um, then, you know, Miami would end up only having paid a modest fee. Um, If Laramie Tunsil was involved, they'd, you know, there, there'd be no, there'd be no, um, you know, optionality to that, that it would just be, it would just be paying a bunch of picks. Uh, But I personally, me speaking without knowledge or, uh, you know, inside information say that there is just absolutely no way in fucking hell that the the te- Houston Texans are going to do that. So I think that's dead. I think that's DOA. Um, you know, this is just going to be about Watson. There's probably going to be pick protections and, and then we'll just see how it has to go. But I mean, I, I wonder if the dolphins are really prepared for, the fallout from this, like, and, and cause most fans, most fans are against this. I, every time you've seen a poll mm-hmm. among dolphins fans, it has been not, not like a good amount of fans. It has been most that are saying, no, no, don't do this. And it's one thing if, if you could expect a quick and immediate turnaround, then you, in terms of winning and and performance and stuff like that, and um, and maybe you know the the legal stuff starts just going away, um, then you could start turning that around, the you know the popularity pull, you could you could start turning that around rehabbing it. Um, and then like, Oh, as soon as basically, as soon as it happens, 60% against goes to 40% against, I mean, that's basically that cause that's the way fans work. Right. Um, as soon as the team actually does it ever, you know, a certain, uh, slice of fans just automatically change their mind. And there um, are people,
1: and, and let me tell you, and let me tell you, and, and you know, this, this matters. Okay. There are people that have no idea what Watson is facing as far as yeah, sexual assaults yeah. or whatever. Uh, OK, yeah, then, I, I, I mean, I, I, they know I,
2: so little about it that they're just like, oh, yeah, these are just these are just bad grabbers, you know? Yeah. That's it. You know, uh,
1: like they know nothing about it or they don't even know that he's been accused. I'll give you an right. example. OK, there, there's some casual Dolphin fans. One maybe in my in my immediate family who, you know, is one of these people's like, I don't know. You know, I don't want to wait for for two to be any good. If you could get I heard that they might be after that Watson kid who's really, really good for the Texans. I'd rather have, you know, you know, I, you know, a, a guarantee, you know, a bird in the hand is better than, you know, and, and right. I'm thinking to myself, does he know what's going on? And uh, this person, I, I made it, Do you know that he was been accused of sexual assault? And he was like, what really? Really?" I'm like, yeah. really." Yeah. And <laughs> this happens more than you would think. Trust mm-hmm. me when I tell you there are enough casuals. Okay. In, as far as football fans. They have no idea of what's going well, on.
2: They're, they're going to find out because there's going gonna to be find a, lot of, yeah, be for a about... lot of groups. There's going to be a whole lot of groups that are going to make sure that people find out. Yeah,
1: they're going to celebrate for
2: about 10 minutes. And then they're going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Wait, how many? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's and, the, and... the exact words that are going to come from so many of those fans. Wait, how many?
1: Yeah. And, and let me ask you another thing. And I guess we could close on this. And I guess we'll do a minute on Atlanta Falcons football, but on this, all right, Mike list per source, Bron- Broncos not in on a trade for Tua Tungabailoa. And Mike Liss is hmm. as solid as he's you get our source. Very solid. Again, okay. Yeah. yeah. Very, very solid. So, all right, they're not in on Tua Tungabailoa. What So who's in what Washington's in. So he's going to uh, go reunite. Well, with Washington Patrick. had always,
2: Washington had always been one of the original, Right, the original um, rumored. Uh, How does Carolina strike you? Because uh, it's interesting because things have gone south really fast for um for Sam Darnold and mm-hmm. and he honestly, looks like Sam you know, Darnold. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, honestly though, um, if you had to, I mean, if you were, if you were thinking about who would work well with Joe Brady, you know, um, I think that Tua and Joe Burrow kind of had some things in common and. And so I, you know, you would think that Tua would actually work for Joe Brady. Um, but how much are they going to do from a personnel standpoint on the basis of what works for Joe Brady when there's a strong possibility Joe Brady himself is just leaving next year to um, to go be a head coach somewhere? Um, you know, that's you know, that's a that's a question. I, I think Washington has been rumored. I think that um, the uh, the saints could be involved in this. Uh, it wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles are somewhat, um, somewhat peaked uh, with all their, their um, all their resources that they have. So um, we'll see, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> all right. They play the Falcons. What happens on Sunday? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think the Falcons are bad. <laughs> like oh, I, no. I know they've won. I know they've won a couple of games. They got Matt Ryan. Whenever I've, whenever I've looked at them, I just think that they're bad. <laughs> they're really bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit. They're, I think they honestly, and I would have said this a week ago, I think they're worse than the Jags than the Jaguars. Mm. Um, we played them in the preseason. There was absolutely nothing impressive about any part of that team. Uh well, cop it. You know, wouldn't it just be would it just be the the most fitting thing? You know, they're they're acquiring Deshaun Watson to it, and Tua goes out there, has a great game and wins. <laughs> I mean, he had a he had a really good game this last week. Don't make any don't get it twisted. Yeah. like nobody should get that twisted. They didn't lose because of him. You know, he had a really good game and it got better on review. It didn't get worse on review. It got better on review. Yeah. And, and so, you know, so what would, <laughs> he comes out here against the uh the Atlanta Falcons wins the game, has another great game and it's, <laughs> it's going to look even stupider, but you know, <laughs> that's the way it goes. I mean, it doesn't mean it's always going to look stupid. Maybe you can go off to another team and just, just get injured all the time or just ter- be terrible. I mean, who knows? And, you never really know um (laughs) but yeah
1: yeah i'm not uh i'm not you know i'm not prepared to to pick them to win let's just you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna pick them to win i'm gonna say a 2020 tie (laughs)
2: 2020 tie that's just that's very fitting with the um the, the somber dog shit mood that we're in right now Like nobody, no, nobody likes to tie people. Like people hate ties even more than they hate losses. I I'm actually, I am actually going to predict, predict a win. I think that they, um, I was, I was ready. I was predicting a win against the Jags. I think they came super duper close to that, um, you, and and they're just they're so incredibly gutted right now by mm. by what ended up happening at the Jack. It really wouldn't surprise me if they came out and actually were just so pissed off that they pasted the Falcons, like <laughs> absolutely pasted them. Yeah, because it would that, not surprise me. Would not surprise me. I think Brian Flores is going to be calling the defense. He calls it. <laughs> he calls. It I, a I bit think he's more calling the offense too. <laughs> He might be calling, yeah. He might be calling both sides, but I mean, I know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be calling defense. Hey, I said this before. More aggressively,
1: I said this before. Have you ever seen Brian Flores more, uh, any more happy than he was after that Cardinals game last year when he was doing like eight different jobs? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember, no, he had he's, no he, linebackers he, coach. Yeah, he didn't have his personnel guy. He, he didn't seems, have his play trust
2: Gotsy. He, he seems to trust godsy with this now and has stream streamlined it to just give him give him the voice. But um, but at the same time, I I think he might have taken took a bit larger hand with the defense last week, and and I, I think he's gonna continue that. I, I think he's done that before too, and um and so I, yeah, you know, I would look for him to to take over on defense to start calling more aggressive blitzes against you know kind of a stationary Matt Ryan, um, and uh, and that I think I think it could work out well for them defensively, and then I think on offense, I think Tua appears to be in a zone and a rhythm based oh, on he might how he performed last week. He might be with the Washington football team by then. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. And then then what? Then we have Reitz in it. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's no, like hurt. No, they have Deshaun Watson. Well, no, he's not going to play right away, right?
1: <laughs> no, nah, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. Four hundred right 400 yards, six Jesus touchdowns. I'd say. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, Chad Forbes. Uh, okay, I know. Uh, stop laughing, people. Okay, but Chad Forbes did say something interesting. Did, did
2: you just mention Chad Forbes on my podcast? <laughs> but he did mention
1: something really interesting. Past president. Okay, he sat out six games. Okay. The league takes that into account. The NFLPA fights for things like that. Unless he's criminally convicted, that would go against any suspension. And we know what Ben Roethlisberger got, which was six games. So there is that. All right. I guess on the way out here, it happens or not.
2: Um, I'm still, I'm still more that it doesn't than that it does, you know, just because I, I always tend to follow my, I always tend to follow what makes the most sense. Um, and a lot of times the, the, the dolphins sort of just arrive at that, even though all of the rumor rumor mongering and everything was, was going all over the place. Um, I mean, I cannot deny the, the, which voices are, are beating on this right now are serious very serious and, yes. if, and and next next thing you know next thing you know Jake glazer's going to say it and then then the fat lady hath hath sung um you know but i i'm still more in the camp that it doesn't and i think that a lot of this is probably is still being sourced out of houston mm-hmm. and houston is interested in drumming up a price let's face it mm-hmm. so who knows
1: yeah who knows is, is the
2: best way to end this this podcast. Uh, hopefully it just doesn't happen. He goes to the Philadelphia Eagles or some shit like that and or the New Orleans Saints, and and then the Dolphins just come right out and be like, no, we haven't really talked to them since uh, June. <laughs> you know, or some something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: but meantime, all those rumors has buried your team because, trust me, these people hear all these things, okay? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So, in the meantime, all these rumors and not putting them down. First of all, not putting them down says everything you need you need to know, right? And then second of all, you know, not putting them down uh, fosters this this air, this uh this uh, this stench in the locker room, you know, where you just don't know, okay, am I be am I one of the guys that's getting traded in this thing? Maybe it's Xavier Howard and maybe he's like, "You know what? Maybe I shouldn't be You know, I should be saving myself because if I get injured here, you know, I won't be worthwhile in a trade, you know, and I I can't get my money. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I I think this has been a a huge distraction. Has it contributed to some of the losses? Probably not. Maybe one. But other than that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'll answer it. I'll answer it my way. I think there's way too much smoke. For there not to be fired. And I and I kept thinking to myself, what's the easiest way to get Deshaun Watson if you really want Deshaun Watson? I would think you have to get it done before this deadline. I think he gets past this deadline. The grand jury meets, they dump a bunch of those cases. He settles the rest. He's scot-free. No suspension. You're gonna have 10 teams bidding for him. And guess what? Now, if you really want Deshaun Watson, it's gone. So I, I would I would think they're probably really, really desperate. I think they've reached their at wits end and they're doing something stupid. And there's nothing any of us can do to stop it. And only Steven Ross can stop it. And I think this is probably being driven by Brian Flores and Chris Greer. So we shall see. All right, that's it. There's no more. The next time we talk to you will be next Monday. Hopefully, we have Simon Clancy here. We might even have a new fucking quarterback. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll have him on the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. That, that'd be something, right? Oh, boy. Anyway, that's it. There's no more. Talk to you Monday.
0: Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.